There you are. All right. What's happening here? What is going on with this background music? I do not want it. All right. I should be going away. Hold on. Why do I still? Can you hear the music? I do not hear the music. Are you sure oh, you're hearing okay. the music? Just or are you away. having audio psychosis? There, there we go. All right. Like you said, we're not doing brain surgery here, so we're good now. All right. <laughs> Welcome, Mel. Everyone watching, this is Mel Trumbull. She was a guest last season. Mel, welcome. Thank you so much for having me back, man. I appreciate Absolutely. it, Chris. Yeah, good to see you. Good to have you back. I remember our, our episode last year was awesome. It was very fun. Uh, we're going to do a little bit differently this time, a little more rapid fire. Uh, first, give us a quick intro about who you are and what you do. I am Mel Trumbull. I founded my company, ZFG Living. That is zero Fs given living. Do not give yourself your resources away. Use it. Use it to craft that gorgeous, juicy life that you so desire. And uh, I started out writing a book, Big Book of Bad Ideas, Adulting from Anxiety to Zero Fucks Given. And, and my it. second book is it. coming out. Yeah, yeah, right there, okay. right behind my head. I would no. point at it, but I always point the wrong way, and then I look like a moron. <laughs> so uh, uh, I got a second it. one coming up about uh, dating as an adult because that is just such a carnival show, oh, and um, I've navigated that, mm, mm, uh, and happily, I'm no longer in that realm. Third marriage is the charm. Keep at it, guys. Keep at That's it. Right. You you can solve it. You can solve it. <laughs> and uh, and mindset. Get a mindset coach, work, whatever you need to do to, to just uh, dig deep and get that shiznit straight. Love it. Love it. That's awesome. So we're talking about overcoming fear today. Uh, I love this topic. So let's get it started right. Just we'll jump right in. Um, can you share a personal experience where you successfully overcame fear and whatever, however that looks to you? Ah. Oh yeah, of course. So um, let's see. Let's go to the first. Let's go back in time. Uh, first husband says he wants a divorce. I, you know, fall apart, do all the crying. My sisters say, "Come visit us." You know, we'll, we'll get this sorted out. So I go up visit them. Where in the area where I live now? Why you might ask? Did I never go back to where I was from in southern Louisiana? Well, I'll tell you, Hurricane freaking Katrina. So. Um, that was very scary. It was scary because we didn't, we couldn't locate people. We couldn't find where our loved ones were. We didn't know what was left of our possessions. Uh, as it turns out, not very much. And, um, you know, and so when you're, when you have everything, you think that you've lost everything, i.e. the divorce. And then when like the big guns come and you're like, oh, oh, I am, I'm not just looking at having a failed marriage and failing at a commitment I made and a vow that I took. I actually am now, I think, homeless. Who knows? Because you couldn't get back there for months and months and months. And recognizing from that place that it was it's all the same skills. It's all the same skills. Get in touch with your gratitude. Get in touch with knowing that this is a moment in time. Yeah. Check your senses, do some box breathing for the love, you know, <laughs> just focus on your breath and get out of your, your emotions and out of your racing thoughts, which you can physically do. It's, you don't have to be some guru on top of a mountain. I certainly am freaking not. However, I can moderate my breathing and pay enough attention to my body to calm my emotions and to calm my mind 
so that I can then look at the situation and be like, cool, cool, cool. I need to get another copy of my social security card so that I can get a job and I have to hold myself together enough to do a job. So I need a therapist, you know? So, you know, that's, that was sort of how I dealt with that, but always get really, really fundamental with like the breathing and the senses. Has this always been something that's come easily to you or have you had to overcome some, something more <laughs> in here, right? Versus that. So, so how have you, how I like that? it. Based I like on your lab, optimism. Think, yeah. 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 No, who does that come naturally to? I, I mean, I'm sure there's like one person in a generation that's born with those, uh, you know, right. that self-awareness and aptitude. But um, I mean, I was such a hot wreck. A second of nine children. Don't recommend it. Um, and with the, uh, with my parents being kids, basically when they got married, right. Yeah. You know, 18 and 19, let's go have a gazillion kids and, you know, make sure we pass this generational pain down. Um, so by the time I was in, what was it? I think I was supposed to skip a grade. I went to this little Catholic school and I was supposed to skip a grade and then they got a different principal and she said, you know, and she didn't believe in that or whatever. I lost my ever loving marbles. I was beyond absolutely irritated with school and basically how dumb I thought everything was. Cause you know, I was like 11 or 12 and, um, I became a behavioral problem as opposed to just smart mouthed. I mean, I can remember, I think I had to do like a thousand spitballs or something and then bring it in the next day. Um, so I remember that punishment. I also remember kneeling on grains of rice. It's true. They don't just make that <laughs> stuff up. Um, but so they said, okay, this, we can't, we cannot have this behavioral problem. So they still told my parents that we had to go to family counseling and they sent us to Catholic charities, which, and this was like 19, holy moly, like 1980. It's not like psychotherapy was the forefront of any, anything. <laughs> right. right. And you're, you're in New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay. Right, right. So, um, yeah, so that's what started my relationship with therapy. And that's what, and as absurd as that situation was, it, it definitely motivated me. I like in high school, I found a therapist who would trade babysitting and I just learned the tools because I had butt kiss for tools, emotional self-regulation and just even emotional awareness. That wasn't anything that was in my toolbox. I was pretty adept at removing myself from situations like literally climbing trees or buildings so that I could get away from noises and people and you know but enough about neurodivergence really <laughs> so what strategies have you used to be able to confront your fear that have been especially effective you mentioned breathing anything else right a question it is this true is this legit is this actually and if it does happen like what if the worst case happens and how likely is that you know, if I do nothing, what happens? Chances are it stays the same way it was five minutes ago. Right. And now yeah. you've been through, like you, you're talking about Katrina, right? And you've been through pretty much like worst case in a lot of people's minds, right. like a, a tornado yeah. that's just ripping stuff apart or hurricane, whatever it was. Uh, you've been past that. You're talking about the multiple marriages, like big things that people see as like, oh my gosh, this is the end of the world. You're still here. I know. I highly recommend public humiliation because when you can just pick yourself up off the floor after stuff like that goes south, you right. you know, and you're just like, oh, okay, I'm going to apply for a different job. Cool. <laughs> you here. know, like it does. Yeah, I'm still here. I'll still be okay. Uh, someone's raising their voice. Like, so there's a difference between being a, like emotionally triggered and actually having a fear. 
like a fear of failure or, um, you know, chances are you just have like a jerk for an inner critic voice and that you can train, you know, it takes persistence, which is, you know, not really sexy or fun, but if you just keep at it, you can, you can whip that down and, and get that into submission so that you actually are kind to yourself. And I mean, if I can do it, it's not rocket science. Right, right, right. Were there, were there any people who've supported you on the journey or was this a, an internal game mostly? Um, I'm definitely, my, my family relationships uh, would fall under the complicated category. Uh, so, but I do have siblings that were very supportive. The, the thing being, we were all trying to help ourselves, you know? Right. So when you've got people who are all coming up in that system, depending on what level of abuse you suffered, you may or may not uh, believe that it happened to your other siblings. That was a surprise to me. Uh, and you also may have different scars and different wounds that you're trying to heal. And, um, you know, just throw in there, you know, bad wiring is what I call it. You just a variety, just a, sort of a smorgasbord of mental illnesses. Um, you know, and, and you're roasting with anxiety while you're suicidally depressed and you have ADHD. So you really can't remember what was bothering you in the first place. You know, it's just a, a weird triumvirate, um, you know, toss in some tism while you're at it. And, you, you know, the inability to read people's faces, that's, I would say w watching documentaries about micro expressions probably helped me more getting along in the world than some of the therapeutic tools that I picked up. Because mm -hmm. I honestly, I had to teach myself what, what did people mean when they said things, but they didn't mean them. Interesting. Wow. I just uh, had an insight right there. That's awesome. Don't be um, afraid of it. Embrace it. Embrace it. Yeah, absolutely. The, the insight. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what advice would you give to somebody who's struggling with paralyzing fear? Oh, love bug, love bug, love yourself. It, in my experience with myself as well as with clients that I have coached, the the paralyzing fear. It could be that you're dissociating, and that's you know an unhealthy trauma response, which lets us check out. Which literally, you know, like you don't do anything, you don't think about it. You you just remove your conscious self from the equation. Um, and that's one thing if it's, uh, you know, anxiety driven fear where you're, you know, reverberating with stress and you're paralyzed because of all the options, narrow it down, be, be so kind, think of your little child self and coach them through. Okay. Well, what are the options? Those are too many options. What's one. We'll try that on. And step back while you're doing this and realize that naming how you're feeling, ah, that's the stuff. Like it kind of gives you some space away from it. So you can see that it's not, you know, some 800 pound gorilla that's going to tear your head off your shoulders. It's a possibility. It's an option that you have, or it's something you wish you had. And maybe you're angry that you didn't. A lot of people don't process anger very well, and that can shut them down mm -hmm. because we're taught to, you know, be nice. Right. Don't, right. don't and show, then, don't show the ugly side. Right. And then you're nice to a point where you get so angry because you can't show the anger and then you're mad at yourself. And then 
it ends up this, I speak from experience on this one. Uh, you got to be so nice, right? And then to a point where you're so nice and then people walk all over you. Right. And then that anger turns into something much worse. And, it's like a pressure um, cooker. Yeah, totally. Right. You know, you've got the lid locked down so tight and it just builds and builds and builds. And so then when it does come loose a little bit, uh, perhaps, the yeah, you're... you're you're salting the earth. <laughs> right. <laughs> is there, so for you, is there a particular fear that you continue to work on or manage regularly? What's, what's the one thing that you're still trying to take a crack at? <sighs> one thing. I appreciate your faith in me. Uh, I'll say <laughs> one of the things, one of the things that I continue to truly struggle with, and I'm, I'm not sure if this is a fear. I suppose it's a fear of being worthless. Hmm. And that that can manifest as uh, being an overachiever, you know, with the books and the podcasts and the programs and the, you know, and which I can use as drive and I can recognize. Uh, and, and it's something that I get to continue to challenge myself about. Because why is why is another person worth all the suns and the moons and the stars? And I'm made of the same exact stuff. And I'm not, right. I'm going to call BS on that every time. And you can intellectually, logically, but it's the feeling. Right. And I get the opportunity to be truly kind to that little Mel, child Mel, who was brutally taught what she was or wasn't worth. And that was wrong. And it wasn't because, you know, I had villains soaring, you know, like like vampires through my world. It was because people come from hurt generations of hurt and trauma yeah. and they're not taught that, you know what, you can work on that and you can dismantle that and integrate it. And then it's part of you, but it doesn't define you. It's not all of you by any freaking stretch. Right. Right. Not even close. Yeah. Have you noticed any unexpected benefits or personal growth as a result of facing your fears? Oh man, it just feels so good. <laughs> ah, it's so good when you are like, oh geez, like so-and-so is going to be speaking at the same event. Do they really want to hear from me? Like, I mean, you know, come on. I'm just, you know, some effed up kid from New Orleans you know, who wants to hear this. And then when I get in touch with my five senses, what do I see and hear and feel and smell and, you know, and all that stuff and ground myself, do some breathing, take a minute, go kick some freaking ass on the microphone and then have people contact me afterwards and say, I've never heard anyone be as candid about growing up with this type of sexual abuse or, or physical abuse or emotional abuse and be so funny about it. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, that's my sweet spot. Because the thing is with humor and the reason I, and first of all, I think I'm hilarious. If anyone else does also, that's gravy. <laughs> but so I just, I'm generally having a good time and it's also disarming. So if I am talking to people and saying like, well, if I was going to take a beating on the daily, I figured I could just do whatever I wanted. And that's how it all started at the age of three then they're kind of like, they're laughing, but they're, and it just shakes it up a little bit. And so then right. the rest of it can be received, really received. 
you know, because my message is one of not just, oh, here's another sad story and I overcame it and yada, yada, yada. It's nah. I reprogrammed my subconscious. And now I'm doing all these other things. Right. You and you can. Every single person can. So my one question about what you were talking about a few minutes ago about. So it's easy to say it up here, but it's a feeling. How do you mm. take it from just that thought like, oh, you read a book or you read even a thousand books, but you still feel a certain way? How do you get it down into that heart? So the way I do it um, is I I meditate about it and really open myself up and get my like that juicy brainwave state where you're, you feel almost like you're kind of dozing away a little bit. Right. And while you're there, uh, you get in touch with the little person, the child person, because there's a point in your life when all the, the fuckery and shenanigans really kicked in. And so when, when and who is that? And get down eye to eye, knee to knee with that little person and just let love wash over both of you. Let it just be the most amazing reinforcing loop and say and forgive and love and whatever the words are that need to be said, you know, and I mean, I get choked up when I talk about it because for me, it was forgiving me yeah. for not being able to stop things that I, I couldn't stop yeah. and things that were done to the other kids in my family. Cause like I, I, I was the lightning rod a hundred percent. And I was fine with it because I'm just like, oh, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to smack me with that big, weird 70s silver ring and cut my mouth again? Mmm, blood tastes good. And I I mean, I could take on anybody. Like, oh, you're going to do that to me again? Go ahead. I'll check out. You, you know, and so having the what, whatever, I don't know, miracle curse of having that personality, you know, um, that just made it to where... I weirdly grew up so, 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 so fast in some ways. And then I was also sort of stunted in some other ways. In other ways and yeah. so for current me to go back to that little kid and just be like, I'm here. I love you. I protect you. And just get really real, you know, with your feelings. And that's an uncomfortable place. And get comfortable with being uncomfortable if you want to improve yourself. Because, damn, yeah, it's that's a show. Growth happens, right? <laughs> It is. It is a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, um, that's one thing I've been thinking about a lot is just being the value of being uncomfortable and the value of being okay with being uncomfortable. Yesterday I had a, you know, this doesn't happen to me very often anymore because I've done a lot of work similar to what you're talking about, but yesterday was just a shitty day. It was just a shitty day. And at the end of the day, I'm eating dinner and we're talking. And I said, I, th I just had a bad day. And, it, and it just like admitting that, I'm like, it just comes off. And I'm like, okay, now I can eat my dinner. That's all it was. It was a bad day. And it yeah. is what it is. And that's a similar to the that shift that happens um, when you name a feeling. Yeah. That's what they you say. Know. Like, uh, I've read a lot of parenting books and my mom is, is a early childhood educator. And she says that she says with little kids, if they're like, <laughs> you know, I got a couple of those, uh, saying, wow, you're really angry. 
is, and I only do this maybe 20% of the time, actually remember to name the feeling because I start getting angry. Stop screaming. You know, it's just, right. Right. But just saying like, wow, you're really angry. You're angry. And, you know, it gives, gives them the vocabulary. And I think even for mm -hmm. us as adults, that can be very helpful too. Like, I'm angry. Like, I am incredibly angry right now. And it's, it's okay. I'm not going to go yeah. kill somebody, but I am angry. Right? Right. Right. So. And, and also just to see our feelings as something that we have. There's a lovely Irish uh, twist of phrase where they talk about feelings come over me. Mm. The sadness came over me. Right. And when you think of that as the feeling being there and, you know, it's not you, right? It's not just an intrinsic part of you, unless all feelings are in the same way that everything is available in the world, you know, but we have feelings and we have thoughts and our right. thoughts are surely not always right, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I can't do that because eh, you can just stop right there because right. chances yeah. are you can. Right, right. Yes. So um, let's let's summarize the fear, uh, the fear concept. We'll go back to that. Um, somebody who's maybe they've just begun working on this and you can maybe imagine like you're talking to somebody who you've met at one of your speeches, your presentations. Um, what's kind of like, again, zooming out big picture advice, um, you know, words of wisdom, whatever we want to call it to start dealing with these fears and moving past them? I would say the most zoomed out advice that, or, or wisdom or, or idea that I can share is that whatever you want your operating system to be, whatever you want that subconscious programming to be, you can have it. And when immediately they are like, oh, well, no, you know, like, that's not, you know, she's just saying that. Um, what if, just let yourself wonder, well, what if, what if I could think I'm pretty freaking awesome? What if I could, I don't know, move to Tahiti or whatever, whatever it is that you immediately bat away reflexively, stop yourself, take a second and think about what it would feel like to do that thing or have that reality as your own. And once you can really actually see yourself walking along that beach, which honestly, I don't know why I said the beach. That's not my dream. I need more shade. <laughs> it's some, it might be somebody's dream. <laughs> Apparently a lot of people dream about it. Yeah. But, um, you know, and so then you can like kind of reverse engineer it. You right. not kind of, you just reverse engineer it. What, exactly. what would it take? Do, am I a digital nomad? Am I, uh, do I work in the service industry at one of the fine hotels or swanky resorts? Right. There's ways to do just about anything. And people with fewer resources, less intelligence, um, you know, less verve have figured it out. You can. Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. And Mel, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about your book, about your website and about what you're up to and how people can get in touch with you. Awesome sauce. My website, zfgliving.com. Zero folks given living. <laughs> Uh, so that's me. I am Melissa at zfgliving.com and I'm on the social media and my book is Big Book of Bad Ideas. Uh, it's the series. The second one will be coming out later this year. We are in the year 2023. And yes, I did just look down at my calendar to make sure I said the right year. 
<laughs> I'm old. I'm, I mean, you know, 23, 73, whatever. How, how many years, how many years before you stopped putting 19 before the date? Like today years old. Today. <laughs> no, I find okay, me, I probably, years, no, yeah. I probably stopped in like, I don't know. Oh, two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a couple of years for sure. After that. It took yeah. a couple. Yeah. I definitely forgot what month we were in uh, last week. I was like, Wait, the kids just went back to school. September. Okay. <laughs> Feels fallish. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it happens. It happens. All right. Sounds good. Well, Mel Trumbull, big book of bad ideas. I'm on your website right now. This looks awesome. Good branding. It matches your book. Thank you. Thank as you. Well. I do very, like a tight color cool. scheme. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Matches your glasses. It's all in your necklace. It's all planned. I love it. Well, Mel, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for, for having me. For joining. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll be in touch for sure. Take care. 100% appreciate you. Absolutely.